Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Gens & Associates podcast. I'm your host, Katherine young Ayat, consultant and analyst for Gens & Associates. In this episode, I have a new invited guest to our series, and what we're going to do today is talk about our affiliate study, but this time through a medtech lens. I'm delighted to be joined by Mega Sinha of Kamet Consulting. Hi, Mega, and welcome. Before I ask you to introduce yourself to our listening audience, um, let me just quickly say a few things about how our firms have been working together this year. You are the founder and CEO of Kamet, which is a regulatory consulting firm that we've recently started collaborating with because of your deep knowledge and experience with medical device companies and the medtech space in general. Thank you so much for being on our episode today. Um, I hope you don't mind, and I know this is your first time as a, as a guest on our podcast, but I do like to ask my guests to introduce themselves at the beginning of each recording session. Um, so Mega, um, please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much, Catherine. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Megha Sinha. As Catherine said, I'm the managing partner at Gamut Consulting Group. Our firm specializes in offering a range of services tailored to the unique needs of clients within the life sciences industry, specifically medical device, pharmaceutical, consumer health, as well as digital health companies. We have hands-on experience working with life sciences clients, providing support for mergers and acquisitions, regulatory affairs, regulatory operations, labeling, quality management systems, uh, commercial compliance, and digital and technology solution. Uh, it is a pleasure to be on this podcast with you today, Catherine. Thank you so much, and I'm so happy to have you on. So let me set the stage before we dig into what you may be seeing in this research. So our 2023 Optimizing Affiliate Engagement Study is a landmark study for us, and the main goal of the benchmark was to capture the affiliates' voice and how they function and manage regulatory information and requirements at their local sites. We were particularly interested in their time spent using local versus global systems and tools to do core regulatory activities and you know, their perspectives on what current engagement with headquarters is like so that we can really start to understand where those opportunities are for improvement. So for the whole study, we had 320 affiliates from 20 companies representing 94 individual countries in the whole study. But when we tease out um, those only in the med tech space, that data set represents an N of 51 affiliates or affiliate teams across three unique companies. So Mega, um, let me start with this question with you, okay? You, you have a lot of experience with device companies. So from your perspective, how does a medtech company use information from a study like this, which is really focused on that affiliate experience, to help them on their global rim journey? Um, perhaps one thing you could do is start by sharing with us where you think the medtech space is on in this journey compared to um, those in biopharmaceuticals. Absolutely. Many medical device companies are still on their rim journey, and therefore this affiliate experience survey is timely in helping shape the direction of the global implementation. To provide some context, in the earlier stages of this transition, there were hardly any RIM systems in the market tailored to the unique needs of a medtech company. Therefore, many organizations either developed their own homegrown systems to manage tasks like registration tracking, or notably, affiliates resorted to using Excel spreadsheets to monitor registration statuses and other related information. Another important consideration from a submission preparation standpoint is that for medical device industry, there's not a standardized 
format as a pharmaceutical sector. So for instance, while most countries in the pharma sector follow the CTD model, the medical device industry lacks a harmonized submission structure. Additionally, the specific content required for submissions varies based on the risk classification of the device. Therefore, pharma and med device companies' rim journey tend to be different. Those are good points, Mega. And let me just repeat one of your statements for emphasis. There are unique needs to the medtech industry. And oftentimes, study designs are more generalized, um, I would say, leaning towards biopharmaceuticals. So the interpretations of study data can sometimes be less specific for device companies. So moving on, one of our key takeaways was that the time spent in global systems and tools has increased from 13% back in 2015 when we did a study that was similar to this to 48% in this study. While that increase is really encouraging, what we don't see is a drop in the use of local tools, which tells us that even though the use of global systems and tools is becoming more common, it hasn't actually decreased the use or the reliance of local tools for affiliates. So the question that pops up for me is, what's really being solved by these local tools that isn't by the global ones? Yes, there might be a few factors associated with this. A couple of notable ones might be that there is an ongoing global implementation of the RIM system, and the affiliates have been requested to get all of their registration data into these systems for central tracking, which is leading to an increase in the time spent in the global systems, but the affiliates are still using their local tools to do the tracking as they're comfortable with that and the RIM system updates are still in progress. Certainly, as medtech companies make progress in their RIM journey, the expectation would be that with time, as they reach stable state, the adoption of RIM systems will grow significantly. However, the crucial factor here is to ensure that the affiliates are actively involved in this journey to enhance user adoption at the local level. In some cases, these local markets may not be handling a high volume of registrations, and it might seem more convenient to continue using Excel or other tools because it has been local practice for such a long time. However, it's important to recognize that relying on Excel alone does not provide that essential global visibility that a well-integrated RIM system can offer. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Um, you know, one of the things that we um, summarized in our, I guess, our executive finding was was that you know that headquarters needs to find a way to incentivize. In, I can never say that word to give incentive to the affiliates to be able to you know move away from these local tools, right? Re regardless of how comfortable they are using it. Um, you know, what do you think the role of the vendor? is in this. It seems that like, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of solution providers that are really available for the biopharmaceuticals and the tools and the products are much more mature, right, than for the medical device companies. Could you say a little bit more about that? Yes, that's a great question, Catherine. Bring it, you know, bring it to the vendors, right? I believe vendors play an important role in this as more recently, many vendors are in increasingly tailoring their solutions to meet the unique needs of the med tech companies especially the vendors that are emerging as solution providers to med tech companies only. However, the vendors also need to continue to push the paradigm to ensure that the unique needs of medical device companies, such as handling a combination product and risk-based submission structure are met as we move forward. 
leveraging the next generation of emerging technologies, including AI and machine learning, can significantly reduce manual efforts and prove advantageous, especially in a resource-constrained local market. You have to tell local affiliates why this is important for them. The vendors should really adopt a global thinking mindset and how they can really bring value to the local markets and not just focus effort on corporate adoption. Yeah, those are all really good points. And I think we're right in the middle of our um, design sessions for our 2024 world-class room. Um, and, you know, we've had a couple of sessions where some of the vendors have been, you know, t- talking about, you know, how they're thinking about um um, about RIM for their different types of clients. And this topic has come up, so it'll be interesting to see how we we sort of help sort of shape that thinking, right, um, to really um, be able to provide that sort of thought leadership for not just the biopharmaceuticals, but for the med tech people as well. Um, so one thing that stood out for me when comparing the med tech cohort to all companies in this affiliate study was that there was a much higher degree of involvement, almost twice as much between the affiliates and their headquarters. Um, they also have a much higher satisfaction level in terms of the outcome of that involvement. However, the med tech cohort's data quality confidence levels are much lower compared to the non-med tech group. Can you help me understand why this might be? Yeah, the answer is in the question itself. And I think because the data quality confidence is low, that is probably leading to high degree of involvement to get the content right. Additionally, most of the affiliate countries require reference market certificate during their registration process, like a CFG from the FDA or a certificate of free sale from the EU. And that's probably also leading to a higher touch point between central and local. Again, you know, as we had already discussed, it is important to note that uh, the submission formats are not harmonized, leading to more tailored work for countries or subset of regions, especially during the change control process where each impacted markets have different requirements and have to perform regulatory assessment for each change. Of course, with uh, the new FDA program on eStar, you know, some of this will change into um, electronic submissions. However, again, not harmonized between you know, FDA or EU, which tends to be the case for pharma, uh, pharma submissions. Great, thank you. That means so much to think about. And I know that we're just starting to really dig into this, you know, this med tech cohort analysis. So thanks for sharing some of your thoughts with me today. It was really wonderful to have you on. Um, I certainly would love to have you on again. Before um, I, you know, kind of close up and wrap up the episode, do you have any like last thoughts or closing comments that you want to make about the study and to our med tech um, listening audience? Uh, Thanks, Catherine. Yes, as we wrap up, I think it will be really important for us to think about the medtech cohort and its uniqueness, you know, in itself. Of course, there are similarities in how we think about, um, you know, pharma and medical device from a technology perspective. But because of all of the factors that we discussed in this podcast, it will be important for us to think through that as we're going through our design sessions for the next world world class rim survey. Yeah, absolutely. I know that you and I discussed earlier about, you know, the the process orientation for some of these, um, you know, these things that we measure versus from like a system standpoint, right? Um, 
anyways, thank you so much again for, you know, for being on um, with me today. And, you know, we certainly look forward to, you know, how you're going to contribute to the design of the World Class Room as we think about, you know, things from a med tech lens. So listeners, um, if you want to continue learning about the insights from the affiliate research, we have some resources for you. We have a recorded community debrief video for any company that participated in the study, or if you have a membership with Gens Associates. This video recording reviews the entire study um, survey, I mean, the entire study question by question, which are the results of the 320 affiliate participants. If your company participated and you're interested in having a private debrief, um, we do offer workshops where we do just that. Please just reach out to us or to Corey Workman, and she'll be able to give you some information um, about pricing and scheduling options and what all of that, uh, those details entail. If your company was not able to participate during our research timeframe, but you would like to um, or, um, or would like to do so in the near future, again, just get in touch, of, touch with us and we can help set that up with you. In our next episode, I'll be shifting to a topic away from the affiliate study. I know we've done a few now uh, that's focused right on the affiliates, um, but please uh, stay tuned to listen to what that might be. There's so much going on here at Guns and Associates, and you don't want to miss out on who we're talking with and what we're learning. So, Mega, thank you again so much for being here. I hope everyone has a lovely week. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, cheers.